Production. Recorded live. Uh, praise the Lord. Anybody in the call? God bless you, Dr. Shaw. Praise the Lord. Praise How the Lord. are you? Praise the I'm Lord. doing well. Praise the Lord, sir. How are you? I'm good. And you? I'm doing well. Praise the Lord. Good, Dr. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How are you doing um, over there? Okay. How are you, Maddie? Good, good. Uh, we thank the Lord for uh, everyone's coming on the uh call tonight, the round table. And we also welcome uh, someone new that I see. Uh Mosby. Uh Hamilton. Tisa. 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 This is Tisa. Yeah. Oh, bless you, Tisa. How are you? I'm pretty good. How about yourself? Good, 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 good. Well, we thank the Lord even for you being on the uh round table. I, I uh let me guess. Doctor Shaw he told you about it. <laughs> Yes, she has, and I uh, am getting in on this. <laughs> I can't contribute that to prophecy. <laughs> right. That was an e- that was an easy guess. Right. Okay, you were, and you were correct. <laughs> well, we thank the Lord for um, you all um, coming on the call uh, tonight, and I'm going to ask Pastor Shank, would you lead us in prayer, please? Yes. <clears throat> Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you, we praise you, we bless your holy name. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to gather before your throne once again and discuss things of the kingdom. Lord, we just ask you to bless this time that it would be useful and pertinent and giving you all the glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank God. So um, this roundtable is the uh, fundamental idea that everybody on the call is equal. So you know we're not. I'm, it's not going to be a big bishop on the call or a small uh, servant on the call. All of us are servants, and all of us are equal on this call. So please, Amen. Uh, we want your feedback. We want your input. We want to share. Awesome things and be edified and sharpened. Uh, this idea of the round table, of course, comes from uh, King Arthur's uh, round table, uh, where he had his knights there, and uh, uh, every uh, one was uh, equal, and uh, they had their input and feedback. So, um, by request, uh, somebody asked, "Could I um, maybe bring some things to discuss from last night's uh, teaching?" And so I will. And I don't know if you all have um, your Bibles close or there or if it's on your cell phone or whatever. And uh, if so, if not, it's all right. But if if so, I want you to turn to Deuteronomy chapter 7, verses 1 and 2. And um, I'm I'm not going to preach to you. I just want to um, lay a foundation here and talk about some things that we've been sharing and discussing um, for the past few days about um, uh, Sunday morning. I called it uh, engagement, you know, spiritual warfare. But you can also um, look at what we're going to discuss uh, as we talk about uh, spirits that resist 
uh, the people of God's spirits that resist, the people of God's spirits that resist um, um, progress, growth, maturity, uh, that oppose uh, the people of God. So um, in Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 1, it says, uh, When the Lord thy God shall bring thee, and I don't have my glasses, into the land whither thou goest to possess it, and has cast out many nations before you, the Hittites, Girgashites, Amorites, Canaanites, Perizzites, Hivites, and the Jebusites, seven nations greater and mightier uh, than you. He then goes on to say, um, the Lord is speaking here to Moses, through Moses to the people, and when the Lord thy God shall deliver them before you, you shall smite them and utterly destroy them. Thou shalt make no covenant with them, nor show mercy unto them. So, um, actually, last uh, Thursday, I uh, kind of touched on this, and then Sunday morning, and then again, uh, uh, partially last night. Now, the setting, and, and please understand, I'm going to let everybody uh, give some feedback and in, some input or whatever uh, here for a moment. Let me uh, just lay this foundation. The setting here is that God has instructed uh, the people of God, Israel. He's saying, I'm going to take you into the promised land. I'm going to give you the promised land. But you go into that place. We've been hearing this all of our saved life, you know, the land that flows with milk and honey. And people have been looking for that, even in the natural realm. They've been looking for um, just uh, their promised land. Well, the Lord said, I'm going to take you, you know, I'm going to take you in there. But before you can go in to the promised land, there's seven nations in there that are greater and mightier than you. And they have to be removed. And he says that I'm going to give them into your hand and I want you to smite them. So the Lord does, number one, uh, gives a land and spiritual inheritance to Israel. But before they can walk into it and before they can possess it, the enemy, these uh, seven nations, have to be removed. Now, if you look at the Old Testament, you'll find out that there are more than seven nations that uh, Moses and Joshua and uh, Israel had to uh, contend with. There's more than seven. But these seven uh, nations represent the strong men, the uh, demonic rulership, if you will, uh, in the demonic system. And each one of these nations probably had another nation spiritually that uh, it influenced. And if you remove one of these seven, the other nations, of course, would fall first spiritually and then physically. So Moses and uh, Joshua, or Moses here, was, uh, and Joshua, of course, completed the uh, uh, the occupation. Uh, they were told nations had to be removed and God was going to fight for them and uh, God was going to give them the authority through him to dispose them, to smite them. Well, when we look back at this, of course, this is history, but it has, uh, it's very pertinent to what we're doing, uh, to what's happening with us in 2016, because these nations actually represent um certain spirits, demonic spirits, that we war against, that war against us, rather, uh, as we attempt to go forward uh, in our natural and spiritual lives. So, um, and I always uh, teach and say that uh, anytime you see uh, a listing of uh, things like uh, fruit of the spirit, you know, love, joy, peace. It's always the first one that's mentioned uh, that's key for the rest of them. And so when you deal with fruit of the Spirit, of course, uh, 
Uh, love is first, and all the other fruit are attributes of love. And uh, so, no, you know, it's, it's called the law of first mention. And so the first um, nation that's mentioned here uh, is the Hittites. And so uh, when you look at the meaning of uh, Hittites, who the Hittites were, you, you come to understand why they were first uh, to be engaged in, uh, to be removed. And anytime, anytime there's something uh, in your life that's uh, attempting to block or hinder, you know, your spiritual progress or uh, uh, maturity or, um, you know, growth or advance, maybe that's a better word, advance in the Lord, you understand that uh, spiritually it's got to be defeated first before before the manifestation comes or the removal of it occurs in the natural. So the Hittites, uh, for the sake of time, essentially means fear. The Hittites, if you look it up in um, uh, the Hebrew, uh it means terror, T-E-R-R-O-R, or terrorism, uh, in which we're so familiar with today. And so um, uh, Moses, Joshua, the people of God, of course have to have faith in God to go forward and take possession of the promised land. And the first uh, the first uh, blockage, the first thing that is attempting to resist them, the first nation that's attempting to resist them, to hinder them from advancing, is fear, is terror, because it's, because it's exactly the opposite of, uh, of uh, faith. And so when you go down and look through these uh, seven nations, I, I've been taking one per week. When you go down and look at these uh, seven nations, that's what I'm going to do, one per week. You'll see that they represent um, uh, spirit, spirits that resist us, that resist the people of God from uh, obtaining, amen, uh, what people use today. You know, they use these words today in uh, church life, you know, uh, walking in your destiny, going to the next level, and all kinds of uh uh, key words that they uh, use. Um, I used to be naive. I used to be naive to think when I was first saved that when people prophesied to me or said uh, this or that was going to happen or God's going to give me this or that, I just thought it was going to happen. I just simply thought all I had to do was wait, and it was going to show up. The word of the Lord, the blessing of the Lord was just going to automatically show up because God said so. I didn't realize, you know, in, in my uh, uh, being so naive, I didn't realize, amen, that uh, I had to engage in uh, spiritual warfare. I had to understand what Ephesians chapter 6 uh, means, you know, put on the whole arm of God and, uh, uh, and, and go forth in, in prayer and fasting and, and waiting and perseverance and, and faith and whatever to remove what was trying to oppose me. So I'm almost done here. So the enemy heard the enemy heard what Moses told the children of Israel. The enemy heard it. And the any time uh the enemy hears, you know, uh the word of God he will attempt to oppose it. That's why it's so key to pray in tongues because the enemy cannot understand, excuse the expression, that lingo. He can understand English. He can understand what you've been asking God for. He's been, he, he can understand, amen, your English uh, prayers, you know, when you're praying out loud, and he will attempt to what? Oppose it. So uh, uh, basically, Dr. Shaw Tisa, Pastor Shank, uh, this is kind of the fundamental uh, thing that we've been teaching, that um, 
these nations represent um, seven nations that represent the uh, kingdom of darkness that was going to oppose Israel from going into the promised land. The first one was fear. I think I touched on last night um, very briefly about the Gergeshites. The Gergeshites, you know, it represents doubt. It represents more than that, but represents doubt. And let me just go to the last one, and then we just kind of open up the uh, roundtable for discussion or whatever. The last one is the Jebusites. And um, the Jebusites the Jebusites were not uh, conquered or removed until David uh, became king. Uh, the Jebusites had occupied um, what's now known as Jerusalem. And um, uh, they were the last one here mentioned. And they were the uh, group that had to be removed before, amen, Jerusalem was totally uh, possessed and owned, amen, uh, by the children of Israel where the Lord could, what, establish um, his uh, uh, temple and, and so on and so forth. That's why in the Old Testament, you had, um, during the time of, uh, for example, I think uh, the prophet Samuel, that, um, you know, they, they worship uh, a temple in Shiloh, not Jerusalem, because um, uh, the Jebusites had uh, been there. And, and, and let me say this, if you, if you were to read uh, the book of um, Judges, you would see that not all the when when Joshua took over and, and they began to go into the promised land to engage and remove these uh, nations, uh, not all of the tribes were victorious in removing all these nations, and so therefore they uh, were left over until the times of the kings and finally uh, David. And then we see King Solomon. You know he has peace in his realm because all of the enemies are subdued. Uh, this also this also represents the fact that internally in our, in in God's temple in which we are, we we have to subdue and remove and smite all the enemies uh, that are in us, or they're going to um, cause us trouble. So um, we t- we talked about spiritual warfare. We talked about uh, the rules of engagement and and um, what these uh, spirits mean and these nations mean and how to engage each um, uh, nation, each spirit, because you have to have a kingdom strategy, a different strategy to defeat the different um, uh, demonic, uh, uh, demonic uh, uh, realms of the spirit that come against you. So uh, we open up. I've talked for about, 20 minutes. God bless you all. Who wants to comment or whatever, or or input? Uh, I wanted to know where the seven you named two, or was the other? Okay, yeah, in Deuteronomy chapter uh, seven, verse uh, one, the uh, uh, the seven are the Hittites, the Girgashites, uh, the Amorites. If I could, don't have my glasses on. Then um, the Amorites, the Canaanites, Perizzites. Thank you, uh, Doctor Shaw. You can you get your glasses off. Uh, keep <laughs> reading, Doctor Shaw. <laughs> and the Hivites mm-hmm. and the Jebusites. Okay, right. I and I had those, but I mean, what did they mean? Like you said, the first one meant fear. The second one meant, you know, you were breaking them down, down as far as what did they mean. The uh, first, the first one. Um, okay, let me just uh, re- read it to you. The first one means. Um, let me get my notes. Uh, the uh, Hittites represent fear. Mm-hmm. The um, um, the um represent. Um, let me let me just read some information here. 
So the okay. Hittites, the Hittites mean uh, goes all down through the seven. The Hittites, uh, the name means, you know, this is in Strong's Concordance, means terror or sons of terror. And they attempted to instill fear of all kinds, mind issues, you know, like torment, uh, depression, deceit. And what I had taught Sunday was this spirit, when it comes against you, it, it, it really wars against uh, prophetic people. Uh, it, it, it really uh, plays mind uh, warfare and it attacks the mind with prophetic people. That's why you saw uh, in, that's why we see in, uh, I think, First Kings, uh, Elijah, after uh, Mount Carmel, when Jezebel had uh, supposedly sent this letter saying, you know, by this time tomorrow, you, you know, you're going to be just like those dead prophets that you killed. Mm-hmm. And he runs, on, he runs under the juniper tree and, and says out loud, Lord, you know, take my life. And he was at a very low moment the day after God wrought a great victory through him. And it was because the spirit of Jezebel, which uh, intimidates and, and releases fear, this is the same spirit, um, um, warred against him to try to defeat him mentally. And a lot. And, and if, you, uh, if, you, if you talk to, um, and this happens to a lot of people too, but if you talk to some prophetic people and other folks too, they'll tell you that publicly uh, the Lord will use them and, you know, they'll be accurate and the word of the Lord, you know, will be uh, released through them. But then privately they have this great private warfare that the public doesn't know about. And it's because of um, the fear and depression and terror that uh, comes against them. It was, and I'll go down through the seven. It's just like I said last night when I was going over to, Dr. Shaw knows this, on Tuesdays I go over to the Shanks for breakfast. Mm-hmm. And I was sharing with them last night that it was as I was driving down Interstate 90 uh, over there by East 79th Street or Liberty Boulevard, whatever it's called, MLK, MLK mm-hmm. or whatever, Eddie Road, that um, I, you know, my mind was telling me to drive my car into the center concrete, you know, the divider. Just mm-hmm. drive it in, drive it in there, and see if your car rolls over. This is what I heard, and see if your car rolls over and you and you live. Mm. And I and I knew that that was a spirit of suicide that was coming against me. I ignored it. Right. Um, the Gergesites, uh, according to Strong's, means dweller on clay soil, and uh, this spirit comes against people to make them uh, focus on earthly things rather than spiritual or heavenly things. It keeps them in a place uh, to be earthbound. That's why in Luke chapter 24, it says, uh, uh, you know, basically concerning the coming of the Lord, you know, take care about, you know, be careful about uh, losing out, I'm paraphrasing, uh, focusing on, you know, your common everyday life, because you know, life, life, life presents its issues, and uh, so this spirit comes, dwell on clay soil, to bring about unbelief and doubt, because it's got you focusing, focusing on earthly things instead of what, uh, the words instead of the, instead of the spirit of the Lord. Instead of uh, heaven, it's got you focusing on earth. It's got you earthbound. Mm-hmm. And, um, the Amorites means mountain people. Um, and this uh, uh, this one, amen, uh, refers, let me just read it. It says, one who says, meaning one who, who says, meaning one who seeks publicity, one who seeks publicity or self-glory, mountain people, you know, uh, you know, high mind, because this is on um, uh, temporary fame, personal issues. Mm-hmm. You know, the the key for the key for blessing, the key for promotion, the key for God uh, releasing His grace upon you is to uh, be humble. 
right. have the spirit of humility. And that's why a lot of times you see, um, that's why a lot of times you see people in ministry uh, who have public ministries and then they have this uh, defeat in their life because they get caught up, they get caught up in pride. You know, they get caught up like, you know, people who get caught up like um, 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 Lucifer, the son of the morning, who decided he wanted to go up or be lifted up, caught up in the uh, 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 mountains in the in the realm of God, he was a uh, he had aspirations to be just like God. He wanted to lift himself up. He was caught up in pride. These are people that um, and anybody can interrupt me and ask questions. These are people who like to be uh, prominent. Um, um, and one of the things is the Amorites, you know, means mountain people or sayers. S a y e r s. And these are people, uh, and I'm talking about church folks, that will use slander against others uh, to try to make themselves um, appear to be better. Shall I, shall I continue or anyone? Yeah, talk? I'm writing. I'm, I, no, I'm writing down what you're saying. I'm, I'm writing. Oh, okay. Um, the, uh, one, one, <coughs> the Canaanites. Most of most of the time, we have heard um, that um, um, uh, um, uh, Doctor Shaw, can you do me a favor, please? Yes. Okay. Uh, never mind. That was that was my brother trying to call in, and I needed to take that. And let me just share with you why. I just needed to come out of this for a moment. I have to go to Warren, Ohio, and do a eulogy tomorrow morning with a longtime friend of uh, sixty years. And it was my brother trying to call me to get uh, some information, but that's already hung up. Uh, nevertheless, uh, most of the time we will hear people preaching and teaching about the Old Testament and about uh, the children in the wilderness and who they fought against. They always uh, um, refer to the Canaanites. And it's true because um, uh, the majority of the, you know, I, I think most of these names that we're mentioning were um, 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 sons of um, of Canaan, uh, who was um, uh, one of the descendants of Ham. You know, of the three sons of uh, of Noah. And uh, you know, there was a curse released upon not Ham, but his descendants. Uh, a lot of people. A lot of people will say, and I, I'm, I'm out. I'm going out of the box now. A, a lot of people taught in uh, church life that the curse was on the black man, uh, you know, people of color, because they thought that that uh, verse uh, in uh, Genesis had to do with Ham. But uh, that's that's not true. What what we're reading about right now is the curse. Uh, the fact that God is removing them out of um, the area, the promised land, the inheritance that he's going to give to uh, Abraham and his descendants. So the Canaanites means peddler, P-E-D-D-L-E-R, trafficker, or zealous. Uh, This spirit breeds over uh, an overzealousness in almost everything. It's the source of many addictions and perversions. And it is a people pleaser. This spirit will come to attach itself to a person and make them become a people uh, pleaser. The the, the Canaanites. It means peddler, trafficker, or zealous. Now, in in one spiritual way, saints... We un- or one historical way, rather, we understand that um, one of the reasons why the Lord had to remove uh, these uh, nations out of was because of their adultery. Uh, another reason is because um, in Genesis chapter 6, in Genesis chapter 6, it says the sons of God and the daughter of men 
daughter of men came together, and uh, there were giants in, in, those, in the earth in those days. There were literal giants that, that uh, came about. Some people don't believe this because um, there were um, angelic beings who um, came in unto the daughter, daughters of men, in other words, Amer- not American, <laughs> earthly females, and produce what giants. That's where we get uh, the Goliaths, uh, uh, whatever. And in the uh, even though they, they were destroyed, even though they were destroyed in the um, the flood, their gene pool was still resident in some of these nations, and the Lord had to destroy. And that's why you would see in the Old Testament, the Lord would say to destroy. Um, uh, the man, the wife, the children, the dogs, everything. He, had to, he, he wanted to wipe out this evil gene pool, if you will, that would continue to contaminate uh, humanity. That's one of the reasons why uh, uh, that happened. And I know I'm t- maybe talking too fast. Mm-hmm. Then there were the Perizzites, which means belonging to a village, Dwellers in the countryside. All this is in Strong's. It, it, and uh, it, 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 this spirit will come and cause people to have, uh, Dr. Shaw, you, you'll like this because, you know, you teach, uh, uh, you teach the opposite of what I'm getting ready to uh, say. This spirit will come a, on a person and cause them to have limited vision, uh, limited um ambition, uh, to have low self-esteem. And, um, you know, sometimes you see in, uh, uh, sometimes you see a grace of God upon a person's life, but their uh, faith level, their hope level, their outlook is limited. Um, sometimes that just reflects um, the fact that there's a spiritual uh, or demonic activity that's present, because the, and I'm not saying that a person's, I'm not saying that a person is um, uh, demonized or, or whatever, but there's um, something that they're believing in their mind that's not um, uh, some thoughts or some things that they've received in their mind that they've accepted in their mind that is from the demonic world and not the word of God. Shall I continue? Yes. Okay. Um, then you got the Hivites. Sounds like some bees. Nobody's laughing. Okay. I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, one, got one laugh. <laughs> mm-hmm. the, high, the Hivites. It, it means villagers of smallness. Uh, again, here we go. They're satisfied with a village, something small. You know, they don't have any aspiration for um, um, uh, largeness or growth. You know, they're they're too. Con- they, they relegate themselves to um, being content with just enough. Uh, they have limited vision. Um, just uh, sometimes you'll see. Uh, person like this where uh, uh, they're shy and um, um, it, it, uh, it just makes me think about Moses for a moment you know the Lord um, chose Moses to be his leader and you know Moses started uh, talking about um, who me now, I right. can't even talk I can't even talk well and, and mm-hmm. blank 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 Mm-hmm. And um, um, because he had, he had, he had, uh, perhaps he suffered from low self-esteem or inadequacy in himself. And so, a lot of times when we, a lot of times when we see these kinds of uh, emotional things or, or psychological things, with people, we just think that that's just them. And uh, but sometimes it denotes the presence of demonic activity. And what I'm talking about is. 
uh, people uh, uh, receiving suggestions from the demonic world because if we ingested the word of God, if, if we believe what the word of God said, we would not be shy, we would be bold. That's why you see in the book of Acts chapter 4, when they told uh, um, the apostles, don't preach or teach anymore in their name, um, you know, they, they did what they did to them and let them go. They came back to the church house. They prayed. The place was shaken. They were filled with the Holy Ghost again, and God gave them great boldness because God's people, that he's a person that God wants to use, they have to operate in the spirit of boldness. And the reason why is because you're going to be confronted with um, um, demons. And, and that's one reason why you see uh, many times when a, pe- a person in the scripture would deal with a demon, they would speak with a loud voice against it. Any questions, comments? No, go ahead. What? That's very so, interesting. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Well, when you said that, that was very interesting. Uh, I've I've seen that or heard some of that happening. It just reminded me of it. Go ahead. I don't want to interrupt. This is good. The last one is the uh, Jebusites. It means thresher place or threshers. Thresher. Thresher thresher place or threshers. T-H-R-E-S-H-E-R-S. Now, these people are controllers, manipulators. Uh, they're the ones that you, they're the ones that you know will misuse spiritual con- authority or legalism or uh, um, power playing or, and so on and so forth. And if you and if you stu- if you studied, I don't know what the passage is in in the Old Testament. If you study the um, the issue with uh, the people, the Jebusites, uh, no nobody could, no one. They confronted them in the book of Judges. They confronted them in, um, uh, you know, Numbers and so on and so forth, Moses and Joshua. In their day, they confronted them, but they were not not able, they were not defeated until the time of King David. And uh, if you you look in the Old Testament and see the situation, um, they were actually... uh, they were actually uh, threatening them and making fun of them because they felt they felt like they were invincible and whatever. And remember earlier I said, you know, each, with each spirit, with each situation, you have to ask God for a specific strategy because you can't, a lot of times you can't use the same strategy for a, uh, the same uh, uh, situation. So the Lord, the Lord gave um, uh, um, David a strategy and that, that, that strategy, I think, had something to do with some kind of water duct, and they came up secretly and uh, defeated the Jebusites, and then Jerusalem becomes, you know, the capital. And so, uh, you know, I think we're kind of familiar with this one, controllers, you know, legalism. There's so much of that. There's so much of that in the church uh, world today. And to be perfectly honest with you, the saints of God, I, I, I sometimes have to ask the Lord to help me with that because because I because I know I used to be in it and I'm and I'm and I'm trying to make sure I don't go back in it and sometimes I can see you know it trying to rise up uh, in me so um, I want some feedback but I'm gonna just say this so uh, you know as people of God. Uh, when you see uh, people God that feel with the Spirit, and you see uh, uh, certain uh, emotional responses and whatever that are not aligned with the Word of God, you have to uh, inquire of God: uh, Why is this? Is this? And not all the times, but is this a? Is this a? Um, uh, opening uh, to a demonic activity, because a lot of times, you know, we act in the ways that I mentioned too. And I, I didn't go into these extens- extensively. We act sometimes. We do what I've read. People will do it, 
And a lot of times, you know, you can go back to a childhood, something happened, some kind of trauma, some type of leader that um, 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 did you this way or that way. And uh, so these, the, uh, for the child of God, these doors are open. The enemy comes in. He, the warfare is in the mind, the battle is in the mind, and uh, he's got to be eliminated, and then the door's got to be shut. The, the door's got to be shut. So let me get some feedback. Mm-hmm. Well, for me, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was saying I was trying to finish writing the rest. That's why. Go ahead. I'm listening. Well, the scripture that comes to mind that everybody seems to be really familiar with is in Ephesians 6 and 12, when we're talking about we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world and against spiritual wickedness in high places. And it touches base with what we deal with today because it's all over. Things are coming through, you know, the uh, airways, the television games that kids have that influences their minds. And, you know, we listen to it, uh, opinions of people, anybody usually, you know, on television, you notice that, um, and just bringing this up, I'm not all caught up in it to that extent, but I, I'm following it because I, I, I watch how the politics deal with what they're dealing with in today's time because it shows me what the people are thinking and how they think and how they listen to each other and what, you know, causes them to get into it. Some are fearful, some are hateful, some are, and you can see the demons just, you know, you can, I, this, this is just me, I don't know, maybe. But the feel of the atmosphere in this world today, it's like it's building up because, you know, they've taken or they tried to take God out of the school, but they can't take them out of your mind, your spirit, your heart, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, like you said, you got, you got to come with boldness, so you have to really kind of, step out of that and you know it's something that I know I have to deal with constantly one way or another you know and somebody might say something I have to try to control myself and you know not play into that world or that zone or you know I have to dismiss myself as the scriptures say if you resist the devil he'll flee from you so you know you know that we we come against all of this stuff it's out here still you know and you say apostle uh, when you say that you know, um, this warfare is in our minds and we have to close the door. Um, the question here is when we do close the door, does that mean that that door won't open down? The, I mean, you know, another, like if you close the door to that spirit, then you're going to have to deal with another spirit or does that spirit it comes back? Is that, to me, I think that's where we have to stay consecrated and prayed up and stayed up. You know what I'm saying? To keep that from coming back. Once the door is closed, is it is it closed forever? Question. Well, I know um, what comes to my mind is um, Jesus in uh, Luke chapter four. Mm-hmm. You know, there's the three temptations we call it, right? Uh, you know, Satan tempts him, and he left for a season. I think the scripture says he left for a season. In other <laughs> words, he's coming. He was going to come back and and challenge him again, and. Um, Remember in Matthew chapter 12, uh, where I think around verse 38 or 42 or something like that, it says, um, help me, uh, uh, Shank, uh, think about what the scripture says. It says, when an unclean spirit goes out of a man. Oh, and he comes back with seven others. Well, but, but, well before he comes, okay, okay, he comes out of a man. Right. He'll come back to do an inspection and see if the house is uh, clean. If it has right. anything, has anything been been placed in the house, and if it's not, then he'll go get seven others and come back and occupy it. So, I think Dr. Mm-hmm. Shaw, what you very good question because um, when those doors are closed, it we have to fill we have to fill ourselves up with something else. So I think that's what that's what uh, Isaiah sixty one says. I give you all joy for the spirit. Is, is it joy for the spirit of heaviness? So heaviness comes out. 
God wants to place joy. We put joy in it. So this call mm-hmm. is called in theology. They call it the law of um, law of displacement. When something goes out, something has to replace it. Mm. Um, one of the things too, I'm gonna, I want to say this. Can you all hear? Can you all hear some noise here on my end? Yeah. No. Good. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Never mind. Anyway, um, one of the things one of the things that um, we we don't find much of in our in our ministries is we don't find teaching on deliverance. Mm. Mm-hmm. We we don't we don't find deliverance, and uh, mm-hmm. when a con- when a congregation uh, is not. When when leaders or congregation is not up on that, if you will, uh, then you know there's certain defeats that come in the in the house and certain things that we tolerate that we don't have to tolerate. It's a lot of defeat because they're not aware that they enter. If they're not teaching it and they don't know it, they're not aware. They don't right. even recognize it. Absolutely, bottom. That's the bottom line. Bam! You give me a high five through the phone. <laughs> and uh, that's right because uh, Paul made the statement: we are not ignorant of Satan's devices. Right. That's not we're not supposed to be ignorant of his devices. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if there's no teaching on it, you know, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Mm-hmm. And I explain, the way I explain it to the kids, I say just like in a in a sports game, basketball, or you know, have an offense and defense. If you only know offense, you and you don't know defense, you don't recognize how they're going to come at you. So it's the same mm-hmm. thing when you're dealing with the enemy. If you don't know his devices, you don't know, you know, how he's going to come at you, how you're going to defeat him, how you're going to recognize him. You, you know, you you don't even have that spirit, that discerning spirit to even recognize him coming in. You don't know his setup. Right. And I think you made a key word is uh, you said a key word about discernment. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people call them a lot of people call themselves having discernment, but mm-hmm. what they have is what they have is just what what they op- sometimes they operate in the spirit of suspicion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, mm-hmm. they start labeling and not even recognizing. Yeah, mm-hmm. because, it ha- because it has to be done. It has to be done in love, and um, and. Uh, by you know, discernment by the spirit of the Lord. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what we were uh, we we're kind of dealing with. We're kind of dealing with enemies, and what what we've done. Um, uh, Prophet Patricia released uh, to us uh, the other day. This is how it started. You know, when you have a you know prophet in the house, you know, prophet to give direction, apostles supposed to lay the foundation or whatever. And we start. She started talking about spiritual mapping. And that, that's kind of what I'm, you know, that's kind of what I'm dealing with right now is spiritual mapping. We're mapping out, we're mapping out the area. So, uh, Tisa, you live in, uh, do you live in High Point? Yes. Mm-hmm. So, it, it's, so, it's, so it's very uh, important, for example, for the ministry where you at to know, well, what's in your, what's in your area besides other churches? In other words, you know, what are the names of the streets? You know, what events occurred in that uh, area in the past? Uh, has there been any innocent blood shed in that uh, area? What strongholds are what strongholds are operating uh, in this area? Um, you know, you map you map the area out, and um, and let the Spirit of the Lord direct the type of intercession for the area to bring about uh, deliverance. Um, you know, a lot, a lot of times a church, a lot of times a church will exist in the area for a long time and they'll see no progress except inside the walls. Mm-hmm. The, the, Lord, the Lord does not want us just to be successful in the walls. Right. That's, not what, that's not what he's called us to do. He's called us. He said, go ye therefore. And so we have to engage the uh, uh, spiritual forces in the region. We map the region spiritually uh, and uh, engage in. Uh, so we found out here, uh, Tisha, you're from up here, so you know about Wycliffe. Mm-hmm. 
Wycliffe has Wycliffe has um, uh, witches in in that area. Mm-hmm. And uh, one time we were um, one time we were trying to find a building. We were trying to get a building in Wycliffe, and we had a lot of resistance and so on and so forth. And I remember uh, Apostle Linville Nelson in Fort Lauderdale telling me uh, on the phone one time. He said he saw a witch uh, um, working against us, and he was praying he saw a witch working against us. And then we found out later that, yeah, there are actually witch covens in that area. So you check to see the area, and, and you know how to properly pray and intercede and engage them in the in the realm of the spirit. Yeah, um, it's funny that you said that because it was brought to my attention a, some, a few years ago, maybe almost four years ago, that it is that type of um, environment in High Point uh, with certain families. They've named the families to me, and um, what is one main family, and they are in that that they're in that. I'm trying to talk in cold a little bit because I have a um, minor ears that's trying to tune in, and I'm not trying to put them in, um, you know, in that area right now. But um, mm-hmm. basically, what you're saying, um, I was told that. And I know this. I know the family that they're talking about, and that's basically what they work work on mm-hmm. or do. And um, I kind of experienced um, experienced it with them against me, and I and I think that held back a lot of things that should have been further spiritually um, uh, further. With me, with that, with the, with my calling, it's because mm-hmm. of that that I noticed what came against me. I guess I'm trying to say, mm-hmm. and it came at me a, a full force, and it kind of like put everything else at a halt. You know what I was called to do, and it put everything at a halt. And it was just funny that you said that. Well, not funny, like ha ha funny, but it's like uh, that you hit it right on the nose. That I mean, because it, when when they came to me and told me about this, you know, I, I had never suspected it. But I noticed it firsthand, you know, clear as day what they were saying. So I didn't uh, hear the be- I didn't hear exact the beginning. You said what C O D E. I know that, but what was in the beginning? Did you get what I said, little? I mean, well, I, I, uh, Mary, I got ni- I got ninety five percent of. <laughs> oh no, I got ninety five percent of what you said. Because she can probably say it. Because you know why I can't say it. Yeah, because her granddaughter is in the area. So yeah. 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 she's very intelligent. Yeah. But are we, are we talking about W-Craft? Yeah. 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 Okay, mm-hmm. okay, that's what I want to know. Okay. Uh, where she's at, she realized that that was in the area about three or four years ago. Mm-hmm. And do we, she got do it we, firsthand. Let me, let me ask you this. Um, do we have Elder Dumas on the phone? No. Is he charming? Well, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me see. Let me see. Hold on a second. One moment. Um, one moment. What's wrong with my uh, computer? Mm-hmm. I was going to. I was going to. I was going to actually ask you something about where you're going. Um, <laughs> with this one second. Mm-hmm. No, it's just a. It's just the four of us. I was about to ask you. About this, and before you say this, what we what we come to understand, and before you release what I think you're getting ready to say, um, that's why in the Bible you'll see where the Lord will send apostles to a region to bring um, uh, to dispel those spirits because of the excuse expression. I'm speaking scripture now. I'm not talking about flesh. Because of the spiritual rank. Because of the spiritual rank to remove those spirits from a place of their dominance okay. and whatever. But go ahead. Okay. No, um, I was trying to see because he may know who I'm talking about. I didn't know. I don't know if he's aware of it. I've never spoken to him about it because I was never given the um, okay from God to go ahead and speak on it. But it, like I said, you brought it up. That's what made me. I, I, I probably hit on it here or there. I might have said something to Little before um, in the past. Mm-hmm. Did, have I ever spoke on it to you, you know, about what happened in the past and, and when I realized that, Little? I remember you saying something, but it's been developing in conversation on and off. 
Yeah, and uh, and that's why I said I was I was in direct contact with it all. And, yeah, um, so this yeah, might be a good release. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, and it was brought to me. Um, it didn't put me in fear or anything like that. It made me aware of it because, you know, like you also said that sometimes you think of things where you're judging things. We're not judging things. I forgot what word you used, but you're assuming or judging or thinking or labeling but didn't know for sure. Okay, so when, at first that's what I thought, but then when the per- another person brought it to me and clarified it that what I was thinking was discerning because that's what I thought in the beginning. But then but then you have then you have your mind thinking, Oh, that just happens on T V Well, I'm not gonna even say your mind. Um, you had a, the other spirit have you thinking, Oh, that just happens on T V to chat it like throw make you throw it away. Like it's not. But it was so strong in my spirit knowing that that's, this stuff happens for real. And for me to encounter it and go through it and experience it, um that's in this area. And it's in mm-hmm. like you said in Wickless. It's it's in this area but everybody's walking around blind, like they don't think that this stuff can really be happening. So there's uh, go ahead, I'm sorry. That was little. What was you mm-hmm. Maddie, What were you gonna say? Well Maddie, I was hello, can you hear me? Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Doctor Jean. Uh yeah, so yeah, I, I kinda remember that going on in the past, I think you were mentioning that to me around the time I first started coming up there, and it's been like a developing thing. It, um, it happened during the accident, after the accident. It happened, it was all revealed to me after, right after the accident. Right after that, that accident with yeah. your daughter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was the, it's the environment that they were in and, and the people that they had contact with. That's who was some of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But see, because of your spirit, you know, um, because of the faith, everybody knows about the faith that you have in Jesus, period. I mean, I, I don't need to say a whole lot about that because you do, and it shows, and you, you know, you got that spiritual warfare against you because, number one, because of that kind of spirit you had. Like when you came back from Cleveland to High Point, you brought all that with you, and you wanted to use it there. And it's been subdued ever since. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what I see. And I know it can be discouraging because I see that too. But I know you have stamina and uh, fortitude. And you have boldness. I've seen that when you had to release it. <laughs> so <laughs> it's not nothing that can't be handled. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And, and now, and see, you recognize in that you know, I really believe that this, I don't know how this all just came up like it did, because I didn't, I didn't know what the subject was going to be today uh, exactly. Uh, but I I see that that's the reason why that this was the subject tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why when we first started, I was like, okay. Yeah, this is kind of right on time, because then what Apostle is saying, I think it has put everything in light as far as what God wants you to do. So it's like a... It's, probably be a release for you. Okay. Yeah. And 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 to to add to that, um, I had a conversation I think just last week. I was talking to um Drew. Uh Drew is my husband. I think you know him Elder. I mean um Apostle. I don't I, know I don't know I don't know your husband no. Okay, Elder Shank does not, not, I'm, I'm not gonna that say I know praise the Lord, Elder Shank. Yeah. <laughs> Elder Shank is on the phone, right? Yes. Yeah. Praise the Lord. I'm so sorry for not speaking. Um, <laughs> but I was going to say, um, you and Sister Shaw knows how, how I talk to Drew. I talk to my husband as he's not saved, but I still talk to him on that level because he knows what's going on. So basically I was I was going through this, this battle because, okay, I'm put in the middle of this situation, but I'm, I, I was always told, like when we used to go out, let me explain this to you, I jump around a lot. I hope y'all, I don't lose nobody because I jump around and then I come back around. But um, when we used to go out witnessing with um, with uh, Sister Hill and everybody, we were always told, because I used to say, well, how come we can't go out witnessing by, by ourselves? You know, I used to say, oh, we can go out. I can go out and talk. No, 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 you got to have somebody. I was told that you have to have somebody with you because you can, I forgot how I put it, but the enemy can come up behind or whatever. So you don't want to never go out there alone because you don't have anybody to shield you while you're witnessing. Okay, so it brings it to now 
when when God revealed this stuff to me and showed me this stuff and then somebody came and confirmed it, I said, okay, well, what am I supposed to do? I'm standing here, and I'm not saying I'm standing here like I'm the only one that can do it. I'm saying I'm standing here because I didn't know anybody that could deal with that situation at the same, deal with that type of situation at the same time. So I was telling my husband, I said, you know, it's, it's like a spiritual warfare against me inside and outside, inside and outside every turn. So I said, um, I, I was kind of like upset. So I told him, I said, you need to get saved. You know, I was, you know how we go through that a little bit. Uh, the, uh, Griffin, um, yes. don't, mind, don't mind me sometimes when I say stuff, but I pick a lot, I, I joke around a little bit in between. But I was basically getting on my husband's case for not being saved because I'm like, okay, I'm, I got this warfare that's going on all around me, and I don't have anybody to stand with me. So it, when when I know how Elder Dumas is, Elder Dumas is a, a, a very strong praying man. I mean, he, 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 that's all he knows is Jesus. When I when I think about other donors, he's he's faithful to the word. He's he's all about other people. He and he's a praying man. He's a praying man. When my daughter was in the hospital, he was up there all the time. When you're in need, he's there. You know, he's like that. So, um, it's still not you know how God does things in bits and pieces. He doesn't throw things all at you at one time. So while I'm going through this, I'm like, okay, Lord, I don't. I mean, I have people in Cleveland. I have people in Florida. I have people, but I don't have anybody in High Point. Okay, and you're showing me these things. What am I supposed to do? So um, me and Elder Dumas had uh, Elder Dumas and Sister Dumas haven't really been uh, getting together much because we were at the same church and now we're a different church or whatever. But I had seen the strength in him. I seen the boldness in him. But at the same time, when you come from a big city and you move to a little city like High Point, you don't know who knows who, and everybody seems to know everybody. I'm the outsider. So I couldn't just go to him and tell him because who knows the person that I may have been talking about or the, the family that I may have been talking about could have been related. You know, I know when you're dealing with spirits and things that shouldn't matter, whoever it is, it should be addressed. So I never went to him about this uh, because I'm sure he knows the people I'm talking about, you know, the families that I'm talking about. And I didn't know how it would uh uh, turn out, I guess I would say. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, I, I keep sitting here and I'm like, okay, Lord, you never told me what you sent me down here for, sent our family down here for, but I know it was for a reason. So when before the accident happened with my daughter, I, well, I know I'm called for the young people, okay? So when I came down here, everybody was, uh, I was around the young people. I was ministering to them. I was talking to them. So after the accident happened, it kind of like turned them all against me, and it all happened when all of this stuff started being revealed. So it's like it's like it's no young people now around me because my name has been marked because everybody knows everybody in High Point. Okay, so it's like it's it's no. Do you all get what I'm saying? Am I talking in circles or the what I'm supposed to do is not there to do because they're all away from me. They're pushed back. Where they pulled yourself back. Am I saying mm-hmm. that right? Mm-hmm. The youth, the young people, youth, the young people. Mm-hmm. Because that's because that's who I've seen it through. And mm-hmm. it, it through those through those individuals, and those mm-hmm. individuals have kind of like marked my name, marked you know, like stay away, don't go by, you know that kind of thing. So um, I guess what I'm saying is I'm sitting here. Kind of knowing what I'm called to do, but how do you do it and how do you get that back up? You know, because like I said, I don't want to go to Elder Dumas and say something okay. like that. Then, you know. Well, listen, I have to suggest um, let's because the call is, is, um, is uh, we're past the 9 o'clock hour, but this is something that needs to be continued. And, Tisa, I'm going to call you back in mm-hmm. a couple minutes just to... Um, uh, let's talk about what you uh, have, uh, you know, um, brought to the table. This is good because, you know, just uh, <laughs> I know when you were talking about getting on the call, you didn't want to say anything, and this is totally, totally right on time. So <laughs> good. I'm glad yeah, that, I didn't expect uh, that. you participate. But that's how these calls are, that you can actually participate. But I know it's getting late, and I know um, – Apostle does have to make his run with his family and whatever, and, and um, 
we can do this at, at another time and just call you back right quick and we can work something out. But I'm going to um, ask Apostle if he can uh, close and we can get those answers for you. Okay, T? Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, Tisa, it is wonderful to uh, hear hear you tonight. It's good to hear from you. And um, Pastor Shane came in always, always, as always, and Dr. Shaw as always. I I just have to make a run. And uh, um, this, yeah, this is good. I'm I'm since I'm sensing some other things here, you know, that I'll share. But um, I feel the Lord's presence on this call and. Let me pray. Uh, Father, we thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus, for everyone that's on the call tonight. We honor you and bless your name. We thank you, Lord God, for being the author and finisher of our faith, oh God, the author and finisher of our lives. You connect the dots, Lord God. You place the periods, the exclamation points, the questions in our lives, Lord God. You give us direction. You lead us and guide us. Now, we pray, Lord God, your blessing upon each and every one, man and woman of God, on this call. Watch over us, O God, until the next time that we give you praise, honor, and glory, O God, to your name. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Okay. Talk to you later. Okay.